If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. The views and opinions expressed by hosts, invited speakers, and callers do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of the Black Talk Media Project or the Black Talk Radio Network. everyone to Tando Radio Show brought to you by Black Talk Radio Network. Today is Friday, February the 27th, 2015. Thank you all for joining us today. Another week, another Friday. And man, the weeks are passing by. Just want to thank you all for listening this week and, and chiming in, making your making your opinion and your expression and your comments known. In the great dialogues that we had this week You guys are a great, great uh, listeners and, and I really, you're very in tune to what's going on And I really do appreciate it And that's what why we're here We're here to bring information to our To, to basically everyone but, sp- but particularly and specifically our community Because our community is so often left out And we need to break down the overall mental Embondishment that we tend to walk around with willfully from day to day. Your opinion is so important, and your opinion is the key to everything in the direction that our community will be going, because they will be, our community will follow you. So go ahead and lead it. So today we plan on having a a great show for you guys. Uh, We're going to talk about a couple of different subjects, but before we get into that, I just want to say that you can always find some of the subjects that we're going to be talking about posted there on Tando Radio Show on a Facebook, and while you're there, definitely give us a like while you're there, and uh, if you have any questions or comments, uh, you can go ahead and post there, and if you have any questions, we'll definitely get to those questions or anything that you would like to talk about or something that you think is, is relevant that we should should be highlighting and, and take a look at collectively. Post it, uh, post it there, and then we'll take a look at it and definitely bring it on and then maybe have you part of the guest to, to, to speak about it. We'll always, always want to involve our listeners in everything because you're the reason why this is going to work and it has been working, and we thank you so much. Also, if you'd like to reach out to me for ask a question or anything, you can reach me on Facebook also, David Wren, at, uh, and it's spelled W-R-E-N, and we also have a preparedness group totally free of charge that we have called RDP and it stands for Real Deal Preppers 
and there's a wealth of information that's stored in there, and there's a wealth of information that's shared there. And if you would like to be a part of that, uh, as, as a bunch of like-minded individuals, all, you know, we just post there the things that we see that are uh, that can adversely affect our people, ourselves, and our families, and we just try to get ahead of it with some solutions. So some great ideas uh, are there, and a lot of the people that you hear that um, have been guests on this on this show and their participants in RDP. So if you would like to join us, uh, free of charge, just, uh, send me a friend request and ask to be put in the group. I would definitely, definitely do that. Also, support Black Talk Radio Network. Go to Black Talk Radio Network's page and go to Black Talk Radio Network's website and donate if you possibly can. Um, if you, if this is, this uh, network is being has been a blessing to you, you should also bless it because you're actually... It's it's something that you you know you're you're gaining and you benefit from it and you appreciate it then to uh, to keep it going and to make it even better and ha- so that it can actually do the things that it uh, is designed to do more efficiently and more effectively. Your support is definitely wanted, needed, and desired. So so we're going to get into the show. We already have some callers there. We're going to get to those callers in a second. Um, but let me lay out what we're going to talk about today on today's show. So we're just going to take a look at some of the things that we're, uh, we're going to always on Fridays have a week of uh, a review, look at some of the things that maybe we didn't get to that uh, we'll, we'll talk about for for a little second. Also, we'll have open discussion. Anytime you want to just call in on Fridays, the lines is open, we'll definitely get you in. And then we're going to actually get into a, the, the list of preparedness things to have. I'm going to actually start a list of the things that you should have on your preparedness, and that's what we're going to have on Friday. Uh, we're going to put that list to establish it and go through. Second hour, we're going to have my man uh, Big Maurice, Big Mo. He's going to come in, and we're going to talk about why black people should be fully armed and skilled in self-defense. And we're going to talk. That's going to be the subject that we're going to have. Um, you know, the second hour and par- probably part of the last hour uh, because it's such a needed uh, conversation. So let's get right into it. Let me get to some of the highlights that we posted so far uh, that you need to take a look at. Uh, Russia and Syria. Uh, Russia has taken a a larger military role in Syria. Definitely take a look at that article. Next one is really important. We're going to talk about this much more next week. When will the Chinese end the dollar peg? Oh, my goodness. That that means it's already happening. It's already really It's already has happened. And the the Chinese... uh, the Rahimbi or the yuan is going to unpeg itself from the dollar. That's going to have major, major implications, and that's uh, something that you should definitely read the article so that you can have, you know, uh, get an understanding so that, you know, we can talk about and discuss this. So that's one article you definitely want to read. Also, put the smackdown is happening, and China pulls back tax breaks for foreign companies. That is huge. That that says that tells you so many different things, and we're going to definitely talk about what some of those things mean um, next week. I'm going to have my man Kevin come on. Uh, a lot of you guys had really uh, liked Kevin, and so Kevin is going to come on on Monday. Um, I believe we got to just make sure that uh, that's the time and the day that we're going to have uh, work with Kevin to see if that's uh, good with him. And we're going to bring them on, and we'll have a lot of these discussions and 
So this is something that you want to really take a look at because this tax break, pulling back these tax breaks for a couple of reasons. One, because they already have the the um, the intellectual properties that these companies have. They already had to release all of their information to, so that these so that China can replicate or, or, or back engineer or reverse engineer their uh, successful models. Two, they don't need them any any longer. <laughs> Three, could it be because they know that these will be center these will be some of the center hubs of the new econo- of the new war that's going that well not the new the furtherance of war that they will have with the United States. So they are basically, first they're going to tax them to death and everything else, and before long they're going to kick them out. I definitely can see that coming on the horizon because everyone wants to be in, in that market. But they're going to close that market to who? To outside foreign enemies or dissidents. They're going to kick those companies out, and that's what's going to happen here. So, in my opinion, that's not what the article says so much, but that's just me reading it. And there was one story that we really didn't get to talk about: Fannie and Freddie Mae, and we put this in yesterday. Uh, need to also we'll talk about this next week. Fannie and Freddie Mae could be at, uh, could need another bailout, and once that happens, not a good look, and it's going to continue to have a downward spiral. Watch what's happening with Saudi Arabia and Yemen. Uh, This could spread. And the thing is that whenever you see something on mainstream media, what I always like to do is turn away from what they're talking about. As soon as they start to talk about something, I like to turn away from that and look at everything else because that's probably some things that you should really be paying more attention to. So this is getting a lot of coverage in mainstream media. Um, So whenever mainstream media goes left, I go right. Whenever they go up, I go down. Whenever they stay still, I run. So I always want to go away from them. Okay, so there's a lot of coverage here. So this is something that it right away it also it kind of tells me it's something that uh, this is a distraction. I need to take look at elsewhere and what's going on. I tell you where that elsewhere is. It's the economic things is going on in Europe with the euro and with the different trade alliances established themselves. Also, uh, uh, CC, our great Tando, uh, uh, matriarch and great Tando developer, CC had posted more capital controls as France declares war on cash. That's something that we definitely will, we needed to hit on this week, and we didn't. It was just so much, and we will get to that this week. And that was, you know, some of the, the articles that were posted. Um, there's a couple of more articles that uh, will be posted, and I would highly suggest that you guys follow some of the postings that's there uh, because those postings are there for your benefit so that you can have some real relative choices and, and create your own options. Also, really quickly, um, I don't know if you guys uh, was able to catch uh, Janet Yellen, who is the um, the Fed ch- uh, chairman, and she said some vent- very interesting things, uh, which we, I, we already knew, but it's something that for some of you t- uh, Tando radio listeners may not know, and this is why we have this precious metals class. This is what she said today. She said gold is a currency 
No, 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 no. That was uh, uh, Greenspan. Let me tell you what she said today. Yellen said, cash is not a convenient store of wealth. Ca- sorry, cash is not a convenient store of value. And if you've been in, for everyone that's been in our precious metals class, that's the first thing that we learned, the difference between currency and money, and that cash is just that. It is not. And then now, it's very dangerous when your Fed chairman starts telling you, they will tell, you hear me tell you all the time, they will tell you, they will, they will, before they do anything, they will tell you what they're going to do. The key is you just have to know their language. She said that cash is not a convenient store of value. No, it's not. It's not a convenient store. It's not a store of value at all. And this is why we established the uh, the, the precious metals class that uh, you guys really should should uh, take because once you take it, it's it's a very eye-opening uh, series of classes. There is about five classes that are two hours each, uh, a class a week. And the information that you will get, gain and learn in that in the class is is so tremendous. Uh, it's you know from everyone that's been taking it, it's, it's totally eye opening, and they were stunned at the things that they've learned, and now they're able to apply those things, and they can't wait to apply them. This is a um, great opportunity that we have now. Is that with because of PayPal, you can do um, the overall class. There's five classes for two hours each, and it's going to be last about five weeks, one one class a week. And the class is $400, well, which is very, very, very reasonable for the information that you're getting because you will gain way beyond that um, in the overclass. You will you will have great financial gain uh, if, if you follow the, the principles that are there. And, it's, and I can guarantee that because it, it does happen. I've used it myself, and it's something that uh, that you know you can use, and you will gain uh, great financial positioning before because of it. And the thing is that what ha- what happens now is that there's a great opportunity through PayPal. You can actually finance it without interest for up to six months, which is like sixty-six dollars a month, and you can get into the class and within take six months to pay for it without interest and you're good and that's uh, roughly around $66 a month that's a great opportunity um, and you will believe me after the first class you you will be amazed everyone at the end of the class at the question and answer session is 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 wild it's like oh my gosh what in the world because it's but it's something that you have to learn it's something that you hasn't been taught to you and just buying precious metals is not uh, the the if is not the only way that you, there's so much more to that because just buying precious metals the powers that be will be able to take those precious metals from you because you really don't understand what you have and you don't understand how to use it effectively and efficiently so that it, you become the strong shoulders there's something that is always says in the physical in the physical precious metal world weak hands meaning people with weak hands people that that don't have a, a lot of capital, but it's really even more than capital or cash that they're talking about. Weak-handed people are people that have something and they don't realize what they really have. And they say that weak hands always give... Weak, it, the, the precious metals goes from weak hands to strong shoulders. 
And the people with strong shoulders are the people that understand fully what it is that they have in precious metals and can articulate it and can understand it and actually work and use those principles. Now they have strong shoulders because of the knowledge that they have and the principles that they use with with the total understanding of how to use it, how to leverage with it, what's its importance, what's its intrinsic value, how to gain interest off of it, and uh, everything else that's in pretty much involved with it. And then now that's when you become a strong-shouldered person, and you, you will never surrender it uh, um, out of ignorance of what's really going on. And you can't. The most important thing is that you can't be tricked out of it. Of it. So... That's a uh, very, very important, you know, part, you know, some part, important parts of the class that you guys should really take advantage of. Um, and if you're interested in that, we will have a class tomorrow, Saturday. Um, looks like we have two classes tomorrow. Um, I can only do uh, one or two classes a day um, because it's, it's so vo in, in, involved. And the thing with this is that I try to teach a class at the pace of everyone in the class. There's so much information you're going to have. This is why it's, 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 it's five classes for five weeks because you're going to have to let this sink in because everything, you're going to have to detox from the bad habits that you've learned in the past. And not only that, the new information itself is so overwhelming. Um, it's going to take, you know, some people some time to totally, you know, really get it they're going to have to think on it and and, and start to, to implement it and, pl and play with it so that they can actually understand it and totally get it and once they get it it's, it's totally over and it's not something that takes long to totally get so um, I usually go at the pace of the class because people have no clue when they hear precious metals they say oh yeah I know I know about gold but they really don't know about gold because if you, if you really knew about gold your response to Goal would be totally different. If someone asked you uh, if you know anything about gold, first thing that you would do is smile in your head inside and and look at them and says, "Well, what do you know?" You you would act, you know, it it would be totally different. Your response to it would totally totally be different. And that's what we want to teach you. You're going to know so much about the precious metals that you yourself will be a precious metals expert, and you will know what. Most people, even uh, precious metals experts in the field, don't even know. So this is why this class is so important. If you're interested in that, and you should, it's really one of the only things that's going to save you because as far as financially, it, because we are going to an asset-based economy. And what does that mean? Right now we're in a debt-based economy. And as we move out of a debt-based economy, because all the debt is going to default, all the assets are going to be up for sales at pennies on the dollar. But if you're attached to all debt, then you're not going to be able to even purchase the new assets that will be on the market for pennies on the dollar. This is what the banking institutions, this is what the financial institutions do all the time. They crash your economy so that you will have to liquidate your assets. And believe me, if you're all in in debt, if you're in debt, then you will not be able to seize on the opportunity. And I'm not talking about credit card debt. Um, yes, that will be a big part of it, you know. But I'm, mainly I'm talking about if you're using a debt instrument, just like Janet Yellen gave you a big clue about what's coming, and she's telling you cash is not a convenient store of value. 
So why in the world would you continue to look to make cash? Yes, you want to make cash in a cat have positive cash flow so that you can move out of that cash flow into positive asset fundamentals in building and foundation. Your cash flow builds your asset base because that is a store of value. So definitely give me a call, 951-790-8330. Uh, you can also uh, message me on David Wren at Facebook and would uh, definitely get back to you and get you in the class. And if you have any other questions before we start the class, I would be more than happy to answer those. This is something that everyone must do. All right, so uh, in the second hour, my man, I see Mo is there. Uh, we're going to talk about a couple of things, and then we're going to get to, to Big Mo. Um, hold on, Mo, and we're going to talk about why our people, why black people should be armed and skilled in self-defense, and we're just going to, to just have a, a conversation about that, which we need to have. And if you would like to get in on that conversation, definitely give us a call, 712 Seven seven five seventy thirty five, and the participant code is six six zero zero seven nine. We have a caller in queue. Uh, we're going to go to that caller right now because this is Friday. I like to open up the lines. Let's go to the caller. Welcome, caller, to Tando Radio Show. Could you say your name and where you're from, and what is your question or comment? Uh, hey, Dave, how you doing? This is What's up, brother? How you feeling? Man, I'm I'm doing great, man. How you feeling today? <laughs> I'm I'm good. I'm good. What what are we talking about today? I know you got some good stuff to talk about. What's what's on your mind? Oh, man, I wanted to ask you about this guy Andrew McGuire. What oh. he is on gold. Yes. yes, Andrew McGuire, and I'm glad you asked that question with my man Big Mo, because uh, Mo and I had a, a conversation uh, about him. You know, I was tired one night, and Mo. Mo has uh, crazy energy. He, you know, he can talk all night. This brother, you know, he, his energy is sick and is is cool. But uh, I called him. Uh, it was funny. I called him. I called him Jerry Maguire by mistake, and he said what? And then so I, I finally he said, "You mean he looked him up?" Because that's a good thing. Mo fact checks everything. He said, "You mean Andrew Maguire?" I said, "Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, Mo. I forgot Andrew Maguire." Yes. Uh, let me tell you about An uh, Andrew Maguire. And just so everyone knows, you're you're in our precious metals class. Yes, I just right. posted this to uh, to the RDP group too. Okay, great, good. Um, your overall take of the class, your 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 over. If you would like to give an opinion, what what was your experience like when you started taking the class? Uh, me, my my experience when I first started taking the class, I knew that I didn't know much about gold and the other precious metals. But what I did is that I had, I've always had an interest because I've always had an interest in things that people tell me not to worry about or stay away from. I guess I'm just that kind of guy. I guess I always got to go see for myself. So I had been kind of checking it out. And uh, and I always like how they presented itself. So once he started talking about it, it made me more curious. And some of the things he was talking about, I could not find on the internet or in any books or anybody that I knew, you know, they, they never had no answer for me. So, I mean, it was no choice but to uh, go through the class just to, 
just to quench my thirst for the uh, information that, that was eluding me. So when I got in there, as soon as I got out the first class, I went and bought me some medals. That's that's <laughs> if if that's all I could had time to say, that that should give you an idea of where it goes. It it right. makes you want to get into the practice. Yeah, it sure does. Right. That's probably see, that's the whole thing right there, you know, uh, Jay, because it gets you into the practice because now you know better, so now you do better, and it's and it's eye opening because it's it's phenomenal. But I don't want to just talk about that. I want to talk about wh- what was your question about Andrew McGuire? Yes, I'm very familiar with Andrew McGuire. I was because uh, I've always wanted to uh, post stuff to the group to to contribute. I know I comment on a lot of the things that come in, but I just happen to be looking up through this uh, world news. And I see that that he was talking about Russia and China, and what actually, you know, I was just kind of glancing through it, and I seen this Chinese billboard with the world currency, and it has a battleship uh, colored in gold with a gold coin for the O in world, and it's it's just it's just eye catching. It's like what what is he trying to tell us? I mm-hmm. had. I just kind of scrolled over it. I didn't have time to read the whole article, but I knew it was an RDP worthy post. So I, I popped it and I just continued to listen. Yes. Well, let me tell you about uh, Andrew McGuire. Andrew McGuire was a commodities uh, uh, trader, and he was the one. He was the whistleblower that uh, that told the uh, CDFC. Uh, about the silver and gold manipulation, and he gave them times, dates, and told them exactly what to look for to, to prove that the prices of silver and gold were being uh, adversely manipulated by by the overall, and he told them who was doing it and how they could find and, and see where it was being done. And just like clockwork, just before it happened, he would send letters, he would send an email or a he would inbox the investigators that were supposed to be investigating it at the CFTC. And and at that t- time, it was um, Bert Chiltress that was in charge. And so what happened was he exposed the silver and gold manipulation. And once he started talking, then they tried to kill him. Um, and, you know, they tried to run him over, uh, to hit him with a car, uh, then there there was a bunch of other misfortunate accidents that were around him that would have taken his life. So they actively tried to silence him. But Jer- uh, Andrew McGuire was the one that bro- broke the news of the manipulation within the so- silver and gold. And this was basically what he was saying, is that they were manipulating the price of silver and gold for a very specific reason. And not only that, that their contracts on what they had were totally fraudulent, meaning for every ounce of gold that they had, they told a hundred, uh, hundreds of people, thousands of people, I actually think it's ten thousands of people or even a, uh, millions of people, that they owned that, in, just in relative terms, that one ounce of gold or that one ounce mm-hmm. of silver. So how could you split that up in, in that process? You can't because all of these contracts that are on the CME and the COMAC the, the COMAX is the one that holds the, the contract. 
the the Comax was is unable to service those uh, contracts, so they're already in default. Meaning they don't have the silver and gold in order to send it to the customers that have pieces of paper um, saying that they own gold and silver, and they have to pay uh, uh, storage fees and they have to pay all different types of fees, but they're paying fees for something that they don't have title to at all. They're told that they own, they own uh, 400 ounces of gold um, and whatever the contract in silver is, I think it's like 10,000 ounces of silver, um, they, they, they're given con paper contracts saying they own that, and that is fraudulent in itself because they can't own it because it's owned by uh, so many other people, it's been, and it's been hypothecated. So that was the significance of Mr. McGuire. And uh, he was an insider that, and why he did it, he said, because he was tired of these rich uh, uh, manipulators in the precious metals market and in the financial world living high off the hog while what they were doing, they were destroying people's lives. They were getting people... Because of that, it, because of the manipulation of silver and gold, there's famine and there's poverty throughout the world. Because it actually, it all leads back to resources, and those are some of the main resources that it leads back to. That if you control those resources, you can impoverish the rest of the world, and that's what was happening. He was tired of seeing people going into the mines and actually uh, losing their lives for stolen promises that because of the manipulation of the, the precious metal field. So that's who Andrew McGuire is, very in, in, in important person, very uh, um, key person in the overall silver and precious metals uh, field, and it's someone that hopefully we will have on here on the show so Andrew could come on and tell his story. Very, uh, very approachable uh, uh, person, and he just wants to get the information out. One of the smartest things that Andrew did was that he didn't hide his name. That's probably what saved him, why he's still able to tell his story now. Whoa. So, yeah. If, well, you know what, brother? We're getting ready to go to a commercial break. I'm sorry. I, didn't, I forgot we were, were getting ready to come up for a commercial break. But thanks for the call. Keep listening, and then we'll, get, um, we'll talk more about this at the appropriate time. You're listening to... Tando Radio Show brought to you by Black Talk Radio Network. I love our callers. They're so informed. I love you guys, the listeners. We'll be right back after this quick commercial break. You are tuned in to the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts and live program scheduling, visit us on the web at blacktalkradionetwork.com. Okay, welcome back, everyone, to Tando Radio Show, brought to you by Black Talk Radio Network. And we have our open phone lines. Let me see uh, if Jerry is there. Cause we... hey, hey, Jerry? Yeah, I'm, I'm still here, Dave. Yeah, sorry about that. We had to go to the commercial break. I uh, meant to hold you over. But uh, for everyone, if you'd like to get in on the conversation, give us a call, 712-775-7035, and the participant code is 660079. Also, stop by... Uh, Black Talk Radio Network's uh, Facebook page and, and, and uh, website. And also, uh, if you're able to donate 
to that to the Black Talk Radio Network. That would be great, greatly appreciated because this radio network puts great programming for you, and they care about and Scotty cares about you. The network cares about you. So let's support our efforts. So often we talk about different uh, individuals, and you know we we love what they do for us, but we have to always remember that we have to support them. So that's something that is definitely needed. Also stop by. Kando Radio Show. Check out some of the articles we there and uh, definitely support, uh, you know, check out the articles, post some, some things. If you have any questions or anything else, let us know. Also, give us a like while you're there. So I want to get back to our caller. Uh, Big Jerry out of Tennessee was calling and was asking about Andrew McGuire. So, yes, that's who, um, Jerry, that's who Andrew McGuire is, a very key individual in the overall uh, spectrum of the precious metals. Uh, it, it, it's my opinion that um, you know Mr. McGuire really just wants the overall economy to be based off of real, honest supply and demand, and not to be manipulated and not to be controlled because that is the essence of this whole thing. They don't care about your cash because they print it. They don't care about your cash because they digitally create it. They care about controlling you, and they control you by resources. So, Mr. McGuire is actually one of the the, the few people that were able to are, that are willing to risk everything that they have and go against the grain to to speak the truth into what's going on and how man humanity can turn this around and change this. And it must be heard, and it must be uh, talked about and discussed. And then more beyond that, it must be active. We have to have an active plan to stop this. So, Jerry, yeah, that's who uh, Mr. McGuire is, and a very, very uh, key person in, in the whole thing, in the overall gold and silver uh, uh, game. Now, along along with this, along with him uh, whistleblowing, I know last time when the gas went down. We was trying to bomb on Russia. I mean, as far as economically, economically. But mm-hmm. with them dropping the petrodollar and, and getting ready to transfer it to this uh, gold back system, what what is the reason for the gas prices dropping now? All of a sudden, I've been looking through all the news leads and I can't find no reason because the oil rigs saying that they they not even making enough money to pull it out for what the price of a gas is now. So does that have something to do with the accumulation of uh, precious metals also? That has everything to do with... Okay, let me give you... This is my opinion, okay? One, oil is not something that is, is scarce at all. The earth produces it. It's abiotic. It's abiotic. Um, because of... How much is in, in actually in, uh, in, in the uh, how much is used, and how uh, prevalent it is, and how how uh, influential it is in everything. I mean, it's in pretty much everything. All plastics, um, a lot of textiles. There's so much that is derived from the oil. There's no way in the world the lies that they they've always told us lies to control us. You know, I like to always say pretty much everything that you've ever been told was a lie, but it's on you to find the truth because it's still there. So this whole story about oil and then oil being scarce is just like them saying that global global warming exists. There's no way in the world it's, 
it's impossible for the air to to affect the atmosphere that the 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 you know with the atmosphere that we live in because air is not denser than water and in um, most of the water the, the earth is covered by over 75 percent of water the earth the surface of the earth and then the depths of the water thereof hasn't even been fully charted yet so there's more water on this planet than there is actual surface space of, of air so with that being said water is much denser than air so it's the barometer and the actual regulator of our atmosphere is the ocean it is the ocean so whenever they give you that um, that story about uh, uh, climate change and global warming that's just another excuse to give you something that you plausibly that you would believe for them to tax you and enslave you even further enslave you by war and enslave you by uh, falling for their economic tricks same thing I believe with oil it's no way in the world. Just look outside of your window and see how many cars pass you by. No way in the world. If the earth didn't produce it, there's no way in the world that it would be that much in the abundance that it is. It would be everywhere and would be totally overflowing. So they, they, I think that the oil prices is something that they use because it's something that is easily manipulated first by our minds. Because the key to, you know, we need to ask the right questions. So... The reason why the oil prices, in my opinion, are going down is because they want to do just that. They, like you said, uh, Jerry, they want the, the companies aren't able to make a profit or stay in business at the at the barrel at the uh, price that the uh, the Brent and the WTI and the light sweet crude oil is being brought to market on. And because of that, what are they doing? They're driving out competition and they're taking over infrastructure. This is how you get, they're basically doing to the oil companies what they're going to be doing to you and everyone else, to you and to myself and everyone else. They're going to drive everyone down to where they can't make their standard of living, and they're going to, because of the debt that they have, and they're going to force you to liquidate your position. This is a design plan, total design plan. And they would tell you that part of it is for Russia. Yes, Russia has a huge uh, um, natural gas and oil-based economy, but they have plenty of people that will buy their their overall natural resources. So that's not it. The real p uh, person, that the target of this whole thing is, like I said before, they're going to collapse the economy. They're not going to collapse their economy because their economy isn't based off of uh, what we based our economy off of. Our economy is based off of primarily everyone is attached to the dollar. They're going to collapse the economy, the common man's economy. And this is one of the ways that you do it because you think about it, once they drive out the oil rigs and everything else, so many jobs are attached to that. It's not just the oil riggers' jobs. It's the truckers that are attached to it. And if they can't get to market, then now all the prices go up and then other people start losing your job it's the most efficient way whenever you're going to it's the art of war whenever you're going to attack your enemy you have to first have a asymmetrical attack before you face them face to face on the battlefield so this is an asymmetrical way of in, in meaning a non-confrontational way of smothering you and this 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 asphyxiation that they're putting in is slowly, slowly, asphyxiation is slowly, slowly setting in, 
and you're choking and you're choking and before you know it you've lost everything now you have to do what liquidate your position for what pennies on the dollar if you ever seen anybody that that um that's moving and they're having a estate sale i mean a a you know they're moving sale or a going out of business sale they do not charge more for the items that they're selling no one that's going out of business is able to sell the inventory that they have for it's for a profit they're just trying to get rid of it and they're trying to get anything to come in because their business has failed this is exactly what's happening here it's a going out of business sale but they're going to first try to drive these companies out of business and how do you do it if you control the prices of the overall barrel of oil and in all the other commodities what do you do you just drive the price down and now you start to kill their business because they're not going to be able to gain any profit because one barrel of oil when you have a business that needs a hundred dollars a barrel of oil for each each oil that barrel of oil that you pull out the ground you need a hundred dollars for each barrel and you only get fifty dollars for that barrel you're at a fifty dollar deficit and then that fifty dollar deficit continues with each barrel of oil that you pull out the ground before you know it in your debt is not adjusted to it your debt even goes up even further so you get even further behind it's a quick way to smother the common man so that's my opinion Jerry that's right on point Dave I was I was thinking the same thing but I wasn't sure you know I'm still new I'm still new at this so I'm gonna sit back and I'm gonna listen because I'm sure somebody else have uh have a cow so thank you for my question, and, and I'll be sitting here. For sure, bro. Thank you for calling, man. Always looking forward to seeing you. See you in the next uh, class, bro. Don't you miss the All class. Right. <laughs> okay, brother. All right. Uh, so, everyone, uh, if you'd like to get in on the conversation, definitely uh, give us a call, 712-775-7035, and the participant code is 660079. And just to, you know, to, to recap one of the things that Jerry said, it was a while ago, just before the price of oil really started going down, I was talking to David Anderson of Blackonomics off air, and he said, oh, wow, man, I, you know, I'm thinking about buying some oil. And I told him he better not do it. And this is when the, bar- the, bar- the price of oil was like at $85 a barrel. He said, why not? I said, Dave, it's going down much further. It's going to go down to about 30 twenty dollars a barrel and maybe even further than that he said no i know it's not and he said all right but i'm not gonna buy it because you said a couple of months later he's like oh my gosh you were right i'd have lost my shirt if i would have went in and bought because the writing is already on the wall it's already happening and it's going to continue to happen so if you'd like to get in on the conversation we'd love to talk to you we'd love to hear from you uh give us a call 712-775-7035 uh, we're going to, before we go to my man Mo, I want to, um, what we're going to do on Friday is I'm going to give a list of 100 things uh, that you wish you had stored. And we're going to go down that list, and then I'm going to find this, and then I'll post it here in Tando. Um, and so let's go through this list before we go to my man Big Mo. We're going to go over a couple of things. Let's, let's try to go over like uh, 20 things. These are the things that you want to start preparing your preparation list around number one generators number two water filters and purifiers number three is portable toilets 
Number four, seasoned firewood. If you live in those states uh, where that is reasonable, because you know firewood takes about six months in, or a year to to actually dry. Uh, lamp number five is lamp oil wicks. Number six is Coleman fuel. Um, it's, it's you know, and this stuff is relatively cheap. You can find it at different places, but you, you can never have too much of that. And that stuff is used for cooking. Okay. Number seven, which we're going to talk about with my man Mo, it says guns, ammunition, pepper spray, knives, clubs, bats, and slingshots. Oh wow, a lot of stuff. So, but we are definitely going to have that conversation uh, about protecting uh, self-defense and protecting tools to use for protecting yourself. Number eight, hand <clears throat> hand can openers and hand egg beaters and whisk. Number nine, honey syrups, brown sugar. It says white sugar, but you can use white sugar for, for bartering, but I, I always use stuff of color, um, so I use brown sugar. Only... Only thing black I don't like is black jelly beans. Only thing. That's just me. Oh, and black coffee. I don't drink coffee. Number 10, rice, beans, and wheat, your staples. Vegetable oil. Need vegetable oil for cooking. That's number 10 was rice, beans, and wheat. Number 11 was vegetable oil. Number 12, charcoal, lighter fuel. fuel. Number 13, water containers. It's an urgent item to have. And it has to be in the food grade plastic material because they are non-food grade plastic materials with BPHs and you don't want to have uh, BPSs and BPHs. You don't want that uh, that stuff releasing into your overall water source. Um, so you want to do that. Propane. Survival guidebooks. Number 16 is propane. Number 17 is survival guidebooks. Definitely need some survival guidebooks. Uh, a great one. I'm going to post um, one of the ones. I think it's SAS survival guide. I will post that um, inside of uh, Tando um, in the uh, future. Also, uh, baby supplies. Please do not forget the babies. Uh, washboards, mops, for laundry, cooking stoves, propanes, and vitamins. And vitamins is number 22. So that's the list because I want to get to my man Mo. But we're going to go over this, this list. We're going to go over everything and then just, just say what it is. And then we're going to go over uh, the whole list together on Friday so that we know that we're getting prepared and we'll be ready for anything. It's not just man-made things that you prepare for. You prepare for everything. You know, and natural things happen. You know, and, and when natural things happen, you still will need some of the things that we, we talk about here. So... We want to make sure that you're fully aware and you're fully ready for what it is that you need to go. And none of this, there's nothing that you need to stress over and, and, be, and have the feelings of being overwhelmed that it's so much. No, you take your time. Once, like, like you learn to walk, one step at a time. First you learn to, to, to waddle, then you learn to, to stand up, and then you learn to hold your balance and keep going. Same thing here. Just make, make your moves, start to secure these assets, these items, when you can at the at the first available time and before you know it you'll have uh pretty much the things that you need and that's the only thing that you want because these these items will give you options and they will actually uh keep you safer than the general public when things go wrong because you will be able to take care of yourself and rely on yourself because there believe me when something uh drastically goes wrong as far as 
a natural disaster or a man-made created catastrophe, there is no help that's going to come to you. You have to be your first responders. You have to be your first line of defense. So this is why we're, we're going to, uh, on Fridays, we're going to focus on this and have open phones for our callers. So if you'd like to get in on the conversation, we'd definitely love to hear from you guys. It's 712-775-7035, and the participant code is 660079. Great question by my man. Uh, Jerry with Andrew McGuire. Andrew McGuire is someone that we want to definitely try to get on. CC, uh, let's try to get in contact with Jerry. Mag I mean Jerry McGuire. Andrew McGuire. Mo tricked me again. So we're going to um, go to my man Mo, who's waiting. I don't like to keep anyone waiting, and we're going to talk about uh, overall how to protect ourselves and why firearms and and uh, self-defense skills are so important um, and, and it's something that's not really talked about in our community so this is a conversation that we, we're not afraid of having and it's something a conversation that is so necessary because things do go awry so let's bring my man Big Mo in Mo you there? Mo? okay Mo is not Hey Mo, how you doing? I can, I can barely hear you. Yeah, Mo, the 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 line that you're on, it's it's real, it's really really low. Can you hear me now? Oh, it's perfect, perfect. What's up, Mo? Cause hey, you how you doing, brother? Heard. Welcome. Uh, hey. Thank you for having me on the show. It's, no, it's no, no. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Tando Radio Show, and this is. Get used to Mo's voice uh, because Mo is going to be here from time to time. Like Brother Davis, we need to catch up with Brother Davis. Um, and Mo is someone that you're, you're going to hear from time to time um, because Mo has, is a great wealth of information and he is a very committed brother to our people. And I just want to thank you, man, for being who you are and the decisions that you made not to do the things that were in your best interest but to commit to what's in our best interest because you are a true example of what real love is, bro. So just thank you, man. This this form is your form. It's our form. We share this together. Well, well thank you, brother. But, you know, I have to give it up to you because, you know, you, you're the one that really galvanized and motivated the group and, you know, and and encouraged us to, to use our talents for our people you know, to engage our people and to educate our people and to, you know, move them in progressive uh, uh, forward steps. So, you know, I, you know, I have to, you know, give it up to you. And, you know, because I've been learning uh, quite a bit from, from you and several uh, of the Tetsando uh, listeners and a lot of the members from the RDP group. So, um, you know, you, 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 I know you like to be modest, brother, but there's nothing wrong with it. You know, you know, to take a few pats on your back, brother, because you know it was it, it all started with you, man. Really, to be honest. So well, thank you, brother. It started with us, and just so you know, Mo is 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 one of the, the original, and he's the uh, the, one, the assistant vice vice president of of uh, RDP, and so he he really monitors the policies and makes sure that everyone's following. But he does more than that. He's he's just someone that. You always, we can always rely on being there and always rely on uh, finding out different things and bringing it to the group. So it's, 
it's really us, Mo, because it's so funny. Our group, we've been together for one year now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been one year now, and it's it's such a important part of my life now. You know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And you know, we we've, we've been through so many things, and we've just grown, and we're going to continue to grow. And it's because it's it was funny because. Before, many of you, like I, we, we knew things were going wrong. We knew things were, were happening. It was like, wow, where are the other people? Who else is seeing this besides me? And, you know, and you, you had to be careful who you said things to and everything else. But then you find this, this group of people, and they become so much a part of your life because now you can share different information and it's not about fear mongering it's not that anyone in our group is afraid of anything we our actual motto is never scared always prepared Mm -hmm. and we move on in our lives with a purpose that we realize that after everything is said and done we will still be here and we want to be prepared to take on the responsibility that god will call us to Mm -hmm. and that's that's why you do what you do. That's why I do what I do. And together, in our group, in everything that we do, Tando and everything else, we're a leaderless group. It's, it's the people, and it's the will of us. And this is so good that you can work with people because, Mo, because of you and the tempo that you set and the example that you set, so many people will be able to emulate it in a more positive way than they've ever been able to emulate it before because in the four, before we look to leaders. And leaders can be, you know, leaders can, can actually sell out. They, they can, be, you know, be reached. And you can actually, if you have your group that's relying on a leader, then that's the weakest link is that leader. Mm-hmm. And, and you never want to have a, a group of people to be represented by one person because no person really made the group. It is everyone is following the direction of the overall will of the people. And that's where the real democracy really is. Mm-hmm. So, and you're a key part in that, and I thank you for that. But hey, bro, we need to have, you know, we need to have this this conversation. There's only, you know, you want to have this conversation with with someone that totally gets it, that understands it, that um, sees the necessity of it, and is not afraid to talk about it. You know, right now because of the mainstream mainstream media and the overall governmental direction and push, they want to ostracize people having uh, legal firearms to protect themselves and their families for whatever for whatever reason. But see, the real reason is, and a lot of people don't realize, if you're Christian, you couldn't hang with Jesus if somebody wasn't packing. Mm-hmm. That's biblical. That's in Luke. Um, I'm a, uh, I, I, I forgot where it was in Luke, uh, but I'm gonna bring it up in Luke. But it basically said this: Jesus told the disciples, "Take your purse and your garments and sell them, and purchase a sword." Hmm. Take your purse and your garments. I'm gonna pull it up. Um, take your purse and your sword, and buy. I mean, take your purse and your garments. Any man should take his purse and his garments and sell them and buy a sword then the disciples came to him and said jesus we we have two and he said this is enough so he wasn't talking about something figuratively he was literally speaking and what was the sword the sword was 
the firearm of that modern day because that's what the soldiers that behold that were beholden to, to Rome and Caesar but there were also soldiers that's beholden to the followers and so if you're a, a Christian there's no way in the world that you could hang with Jesus be with Jesus and be in the midst of someone that's not armed mm -hmm. didn't happen even in the Garden of Gethsemane when um when the centurion's ear was cut off, what did Jesus say? It is not. It is time. It is not time for that. It's his time because he had to fulfill what he needed to fulfill. So there's a time and place for everything. So, and you know, I want to have this conversation with someone that is, you know, that is well schooled, that has a a great bit of information and education in it. And it's able to deliver it to our people for them to understand the importance of this, you know? And it's mm -hmm. not something taboo that we should be running away from, Mo. So Absolutely. We're, 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 we're going to get ready to come up on a break, Mo, but when we come back, I wanna, we're going to talk about this. I really want to hear uh, about the importance of firearms in your opinion, and then we, we can talk about it. And if you would like to get in on a conversation, with uh, Mo and I, definitely give us a call at 712-775-7035, and the participant code is 660079. When we come out of the break, I'll have that, that, that biblical uh, scripture for you, and we will get straight into the conversation because it's something that we need to have. Uh, you listen to Tando Radio Show brought to you by Black Talk Radio Network. We'll be right back after this quick commercial break. This is Brother Elliot. First of time for an awakening, and you're listening to Black Talk Radio Network, new media for the new millennium. Okay, welcome back, everyone, to Tando Radio Show, brought to you by Black Talk Radio Network. And today's conversation, this hour, we're going to talk about firearms and other means of protection and why our community why black people should be skilled in self-defense because it's needed and just before we went to the break I had talked about a biblical verse where Jesus told his disciples that they needed to be armed and this is found in Luke 22 verse Verse, here we go. Verse 36 through 38. Let me just read it really quickly. 30, uh, Luke 22, 36 through 38. He said to them, But now, if you have a purse, take it, and also a bag. And if you do not have a sword, if you do not have a sword, if you do not have a sword, sell your cloak and buy one. It is written, that he was numbered in the tr with the transgressors, and that I tell you that this must be fulfilled in me. Yes, what is written about me is reaching its fulfillment. The disciple said, See, see, Lord.
two swords. This is Jesus' reply. That is enough, is what he replied. So it's right there in Luke 22, verse 36. But if you, if you have a, for, uh, a purse, take it in a bag. And also, if you do not have a sword, sell your cloak and buy one. So there can't be any denying that that Christ, in with his disciples, they were armed by his direction, by his direction. So now, let's get into this conversation with my good brother Mo. Mo, yes, sir. In your opinion, this is you know your opinion and my opinion. Is this something that our people should should our people have firearms? have legal firearms and have uh, the proper training in order to to actually be able to handle firearms in a safe manner that, so that they can defend themselves. Absolutely. Every black person should be, should have a legal firearm, legal, you know, not black market or, uh, or a hot gun. You should definitely go through the legal channels to secure yourself uh, a gun, but you also should have um, proper training. And I just want to preface, uh, I'm speaking as a person who did eight years in the military, and I've used a lot of different types of weaponry. And when I came out of the military, I was anti-gun because of what was going on in, in, in my community, the killings and things like that. So, you know, I've, I've had a change of tone in terms of owning uh, owning a gun so now I'm all about owning a gun because of what's going on like if you read the temperature of what's going on in this country it, it should change your mind you should reconsider owning a gun legally and getting training but I also want to say that having a gun alone is not going to protect you if you right. don't have the correct if you don't have the proper mindset that is key if you don't have the proper mindset it's probably I would say you don't need to own a gun it's not wise so you have to have your mind right because a gun a, a, a gun if you don't have your mind right I mean a, a gun could be very dangerous in that individual's hand you know a gun is meant to protect to defend yourself and that's what you need to do, you know. If you look at the Second Amendment, you know, it says we have the right to bear arms, you know, which which has been granted to all men, you know. So it's 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 something it's it's a responsibility we need to take very serious when it comes to owning owning a gun and getting proper training and getting additional training. I'm not just talking going one or two times because it's it's just like when you read books. You're, 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 you're working your brain muscles. It's the same thing when you have a gun, you go to training. You're, whole, you, you, you're improving your skills. You, you're learning strategies. You're learning tactical uh, maneuvers, defensive maneuvers, offensive maneuvers, and things of that nature. So you know, I would definitely encourage our people. I'm a Christian, so I clearly understand where you're coming from with the scripture uh, and, and Luke. You know, so I, I'm, I'm I don't I don't have a, a a phobia or whatever when it comes to guns. So, you know, I, I and, and plus, this is my opinion. Um, 
in our in the black community, they've been doing a lot of these um, buyback gun drives. And initially, I was, you know, I think this is a good this is a good thing, you know, but right. give give the city the gun, and you get maybe like a hundred dollar, two hundred dollar gift certificate, or whatever the case may be. But as I started doing some researching, I began to understand that they're not doing this in other communities. Nope. But they're doing this in our community. And you said something earlier about um, in, in the intro in regards to uh, you might even have to refresh my memory about um, the uh, about about us being you know they're trying to the government whomever trying to disarm us. There's a perfect example where this happened, and it had very tragic uh, uh, consequences. This was the situation in Cambodia with Pol Pot, all those millions of people that were killed, the first thing they did was they disarmed the population. They made sure every individual had no guns whatsoever. They said, we will protect you. So the people, unfortunately, foolishly in some cases, I think, gave up all their guns, told them, told the government and you know where their guns were located. Once they disarmed the whole population, that's when you had that massacre. Now, I'm not saying that could happen here, but we always have to, you, you talk about this, we have to study history because history has a way of repeating itself when we don't study it, you know. But, you know, there, I mean, there's so, that's something for people to keep in mind, you know, but, you know, the guns are important, the guns are, uh, are important to have to protect yourself only. This is not meant for you to get a gun and just act irresponsibly because it can have very uh, fatal uh, consequences and you don't want to be put in that position and plus it's important for you to understand what are your what are the what, what are the what are, what are the gun rights in your state and you have to make sure that you follow them you know and do some research you know and things of that nature so I definitely want to encourage the black community to to, to acquire you know, legal guns, and get some, and get some, get some training. Get you know, get get continuous training. You know, right. that, so that way you can stay sharp. You know, because there's other communities they've been buying. Guns. I think you had mentioned this earlier, where during the presidency of uh, uh, Obama, this country has sold the most guns in the history of America. Yes. So that should that should you know that should tell us something, you know that that's a very that that's that that's a major red flag, you know. So um, it's 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 important for us to to be educated, you know, and to get some knowledge, you know, and to, and, and it, sh- it should be part of our uh, preparedness, you know. If you're going to prepare and, and get food, shelter, and things of that nature, you should also have legal firearm so that way you can protect yourself and protect your family just in case you know we don't want anyone to be in a position where they have to use it you know the the, the you know the, the best I guess what's the phrase the best defense well the thing is you don't want to have to be you don't want to be put in a position where you don't, you have to use your gun you know it should be the last resort you know right so that's so ho- hopefully people the black community will understand that it's, it's, it's important to own to own legal guns and get and, and get training. 
but you got to have the right mindset, you know. Right, definitely. You know, Mo, you, you hit on so many key points that, that I just want to highlight. You, And I want to go backwards because something you said that, that was so true is that um, when you want to use it as a last resort, and that is so true, but you want to have that option there available in the last resort. And mm-hmm. the key is it's better to have and not need than it's to need and not have. And and this is the, the, the thing that has to, you know, we, we have to understand that there is a great responsibility. There's a great responsibility um, in having a firearm ownership. But you have, you have the legal and you have the moral, uh, uh, you have morally and legally, you have the right to it, regardless of what the government says. Regardless of what the government says, you have the right to defend yourself. And throughout laws, and they can try to change laws, but they can never change. See, what, what they'll try to do is they'll try to mix up politically correct, and politically correct is always morally wrong. So we have to be able to distinguish, distinguish between what is moral, you protecting yourself, yes, and what is legal. And if they try to say that people are using, you know, these weapons for different things, well, you have laws for those people. And that's why you have the laws for those people. It's your job that if they do break those laws for you to legally arrest them and legally try them and bring that to case to evidence so that you cannot just dispositionately just and just blanket try to have any form of um, prohibition. Any form of uh, prohibition has never worked in history anywhere. Let's look at prohibition in the past and how it's failed. The prohibition of alcohol failed miserably. The prohibition of drugs failed miserably. The pro- prohibition of abortion failed miserably. Whenever you try to tell people with their legal with their legal rights that supersedes their moral convictions, there is no law that will ever stand, and no man should ever tell you what your moral convictions are. And so you have a you know there's a moral obligation for you to protect your family because let me tell you, like Mo. My background is, is through the military and through years and years and years, decades of being a police officer. And I would tell any person, one of the best things that you can do after you move your refrigerator, your couch, and your TV, your big screen TV, and your bed into any dwelling, the next thing you need to move in is a firearm. And you need to train yourself, like Mo said, thoroughly, and also train your children what a firearm is and what the capabilities of a firearm is. It's not a tool to, it's not a toy, it's not a tool to be played with, it's a tool of last resort. You never pick it up and you never point it at some, something or someone that you're not willing to, 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 to maim or destroy. And that's the criteria for it. So, Mo, it was also something that you said about the training. And people don't realize that it takes a lot of training in order to use a gun very efficiently. You just think about it, Mo, like basketball players. How many free throws do they have to be do, do they have to shoot and practice in order to become proficient to get up to 80, 84, 83% free, free throw show, shooter? Do they just shoot one or two shots? No, I would say in the 10,000s. You hear what Mo just said? So just imagine you're using a, you're going to shoot a projectile out of another weapon that you have no handling on. The only thing you have the handling on is 
the only contact you have is with the the actual firearm, but you don't have any contact with the bullet. You're not throwing it, and you want the laws of physics come into play. So your breathing, your stance, your weight displacement, your hand-eye, everything com- comes into play to move that round away from where you intended to go. So Mo said with basketball, it takes over 10,000 shots. How many shots do you think of practice it, it takes with firearms to get where you can hit exactly what you need to hit? Years and many rounds. Mo is exactly right. And that's one of the key things with Mo said with the training that's so important. Because, Mo, I think people think that you could just shoot somebody in the leg um, and, and, a be, and you would be cool. Or you could just have a gun and then just since you have it, that's going to scare some people away. Or, you know, or that, you know, it's something that you really don't need to use and learn effectively. Because what I always said, Mo, is that once that nuclear, because once you pull a, once you squeeze the trigger, on a firearm, that nuclear missile is going to keep going until it stops and hits something. Mm-hmm. And that believe is- me, you can miss. If you don't know how to use a firearm, someone standing five feet in front of you, you can miss. And you don't want to hit someone else, like your children or someone else's children or some other innocent person or, or anyone else that you didn't intend it for. And, and that's why training is so important, Mo, and we really need to emphasize and, and just tell us about your experience and how long it took you to be proficient with a firearm. Well, to be, this is a good question. To be proficient uh, with a firearm, like you said, it's, it's going to take practice. You have to keep practicing. Um, you know, it, it really depends on the individual's uh, ability because some, some people pick, pick, a, pick up the understanding of, of, of you know how a gun works and how to use it and with practice you know they they become a little bit more proficient quicker than some other people but you know in, in, in my case I would say it probably took me I would say probably about I would say about two years for me to become um, proficient yeah. about two years you know right so but everyone is is different. And the other thing that you have to look at is a gun that may be a good fit for me may not be a good fit for you. Right. So you you have to you have to try out several different guns um, to see how it feels in your hand. You know, uh, are you shooting it accurately? You know, there's so many there's so many different variables. So it's it's just like trying on. Uh, a pair, you know, trying on a pair of uh, 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 dress shoes. You know, if you're going out to a formal wear, you go to the store, you try out different shoes to see which one is the, you know, which is the most comfortable, is the best fit, you know, where it's not tight or, or anything else like that. It's the same thing, with, you know, when, you, when you're looking to, to use a gun to become proficient. You gotta, you gotta, you, you're gonna have to try, you wanna, I can almost guarantee you, you're gonna, you're, you're gonna go to through at least two, three guns, probably three guns before you figure out which one is the is is the best one for you. One that 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 makes you comfortable in securing yourself. Where in in the event, you know, heaven forbid that you have to use it, that you will be able to protect yourself without any fear or or anything else like that. So again, it, it really depends on the individual, but you know, it, it, you have to train. 
That's, right. that's important. You, you have to train. So right. that's, that's See, what I was saying. Yeah, Mo is exactly right. You're going to have to find, because the nomenclature of the guns, uh, they work differently. You know, there's different uh, different ones, and we're going to go through a bunch of them because we're going to try to give you the best information that we possibly can give you. Um, we have a caller in queue, and this is one of the brothers I should have brought on, um, just not even thinking, um, Mo, but we're going to go to him um, real quick. But there was something that you said about the buybacks that I want to talk about you and with the caller when it comes on. Hold on one second. Let's go to this caller. Welcome to Tando Radio Show, um, and if you could just state your name and where you're from and, and give us your comment or question, bro. What's happening, family? This is DQ. What's up, DQ? DQ, I'm so sorry, man. I should have had you in on this conversation, me, you, and Mo, uh, because this is, you, you are the, 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 two, the two brothers um, in, in our group that, um, that I really um, you know, go to on the firearms because you guys have a wealth uh, of, of knowledge and, and you're great teachers on this whole thing. But hey, um, D2, you you had a question and comment. But before you do that, um, uh-huh. there was something. I'm pretty sure you heard Mo say this. Remember Mo? Mo said that the buybacks, and that was so key. And I'm glad Mo broke brought that up. One of the things that in our community that we don't realize, we don't realize sometimes what the wealth of things are, the intrinsical value things are. I mean, we give away our wealth and not even know. Some of those guns and those buybacks are worth $10,000. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some of those guns are worth $10,000. But because you don't know what you have, you'll give up. You'll give up something of value for something that's worthless in a heartbeat, only yeah. because you don't know. And that's the same thing with our precious metals. That's the same thing with the firearms. So this goes hand in hand. I remember we did a, a, a buyback program in Los Angeles, and what do you, and, and a $10,000 firearm came across. What do you think the state did, Mo and, and, and DQ? The state immediately seized that one. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. They immediately seized that one for their for their safekeeping and they try to tell you that they put it all is all going to be melted and everything else that's what that's what they say and they play on your emotions and they try to tell you what what is politically correct because oh they're good they try to help our community you know they want us to give up all the guns and then what happens is that these jewels come through from time to time and then some of the coppers that know they'll keep them or if it gets to where the state finds out what they are, because the first thing that they got to do is they have to run them, and then they'll find that this thing is a, a, a antique and is worth a lot. Oh, that goes in a different pile. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. a, we are giving away our jewels in so many ways because we do not know. And I just wanted to make that point. I want to thank Mo for, for for bringing that up because that's one of the key things that we need to in the discussions that we will he- have here on Tando about the importance no. of different things. And this is why hey, this, Dave, this show is so important. Go ahead, DQ. I just wanted to add to that, and not to mention, I mean, if you think about it, um, they only did the buybacks in certain areas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Mo I mean, pointed that, that out. Yeah. yeah, that should resonate with you, you know, right. with mm-hmm. whoever. Right. But, I wanted to add, but I wanted to add to what you guys were talking about earlier, um, you know, with the, uh, with the training, with the firearm and everything. Uh, you know, a lot of the gun shops in, in people's areas or either surrounding areas, you know, they have memberships where you can 
go to the shooting range on a regular basis. They even have the ability to use certain firearms in their facility, um, and all you do is purchase the uh, ammo. You mm-hmm. know, so get so get familiar with multiple uh, mm-hmm. firearms with multiple sizes. Right, mm-hmm. right. You know what, DQ? That's so cute. Hold on. Let's let's have this conversation, the three of us, uh, because it's it's so key. Uh, and, and, and then you know we'll we'll augment and, and um, Mo because Mo is, is is laying this out so important. Because Mo and DQ, what I w- want to do is I want to have a continuous because our community is so you know we, we there's a lot of things that we don't know and we don't know that we have things that have real value and we give it up. And not only that, we don't know what the laws are and the expectation of the laws and the disparity of the laws. And and as you guys just pointed out, that's a disparity of treatment where you only go to certain communities to get the the guns out of the the community when you flooded those same communities with illegal guns. That's right. right. (laughs) With illegal drugs and illegal guns, you flooded and inundated those communities so that they will serve the purpose because I'm going to tell you, these people have a 10-year, 20-year, 30-year, 50-year, 100-year plan. They knew mm-hmm. a long time ago that you start this trend here, and then this will be what it will generate and, and bring back and, and profit for us. So they started this thing a long time ago, and, and we just think it's something new. And we don't know because we weren't there, but really we need to start listening to each other and relying on each other and having our own discussions that are five years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, and 100 years. And then once you have that type of a calendar, then you can see someone else's calendar before it even shows up because you went through the same process and you can see it coming. Yep. So it's, this is so, so important. So let's get back to this overall firearm conversation because you guys both uh, said, and Mo, you said that you, you want to find different firearms and then let's talk about um mo real quick ammunition because not only is firearms appropriate there's issues that we have in this in, i mean concerns and interest in an understanding of ammunition you know because a, a firearm is is you know, without any ammunition is is just a rock you know right. or a bat you know mm-hmm. so Let's go into that conversation so we can start to put this together for people and they can get a better understanding so that when they're ready to make a purchase of a firearm, they can have a basis of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, Mo, um, just, um, Mo, in, in your mm-hmm. opinion, let's talk about some ammunition. What, what, because, you know, some ammunition for some people um, is, is better. Let, let's just talk, you know, like, a nine millimeter is is much smaller. Uh, that means the d- diameter of the overall bullet, but it's it's much easier to handle the recoil from that mm-hmm. uh, for for smaller frame people. Um, so let's just talk about just some of the different ammunitions and also what's been going on in America with ammunition. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's a very hot topic. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I, I I mean with I mean um, I. From from research, uh, the the most used uh, ammo um, is the 5.56 millimeter ammo, and that's the ammo that's usually used in the AR-15 rifle. 
mm-hmm. um, in the military, if that would be an M16. Right. Um, that would be an M16. And um, I, I mean, I, I believe you, you had posted this in the RDP group, but uh, President Obama is, is trying, he's trying really hard to, to ban this, mm-hmm. this, 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 um, this ammunition from, 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 from civilians, you know, and, and he's using him and police uh, agencies and politicians are basically right. using the argument that it's armor piercing. Right. Which is not, in, which is not, not entirely true. true. You know, if, if people do the research, you know, and another thing they're not talking about is that they're banned, they're trying to ban this for civilians, but this still allows them, the police agencies, to purchase the same ammo that they're trying to ban from the rest of us. Right. Right. That's M855. Right, right. M855 is is also what it's known as, and it's uh, a 5.56 into 62 grain. It's known also as the green tip. And mm-hmm. right, Mo is is so. And you know, Mo and, and and DQ, a lot of people don't realize that even if you're not a proponent of of guns, you know, you're not an advocate, you don't believe, and you don't want it to be around that. That's great. But I would guarantee you, one of the things that you want to do is you want to buy ammunition, even if you don't have guns. One is great for barter. Two. Mm-hmm. You may have someone that you end up in your group or your family member that, and find out what type of weapon they have so you can buy for them that's more ammo that they have for themselves. It's, the ammo situation is so important, and this is something that's being banned. Now, Mo and, and DQ could tell you the prices of ammunition have gone, have skyrocketed just yeah. since they've been buying in the past three years. Just in the yeah. three years. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. That's 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 like a anywhere from a twenty to thirty dollar difference. Mhm. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I, I mean, I remember, uh, you know, and that's that's maybe fifty rounds. I can remember buying fifty rounds for about twenty dollars. Now you're going to pay about fifty dollars for fifty rounds. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, really right. Exactly. And then the availability of the ammunition is is, uh-huh. is scarce now. So mm-hmm. this is this is something that we need to get in front of. Uh, Mo had brought up, um, talked about uh, from the, one of the shows that that we did on Tando, uh, with since President Obama just since 2009 to 2011, there were more registered, which means legal registered firearms sold in this country in that two-year time frame than all of the military personnel in the world, not in the United States, not in a region, but it was more firearms than every military personnel in the world three times over. Three times. That's just illegal in, in that time period. And this isn't even before 2008. This doesn't even calculate 2008, 2009, 2010. And then in our community, we're talking about disarming ourselves, and we're we're allowing these politicians to come in and say disarm ourselves and everything. It's it's you know it's it's amazing. And, and you guys go to gun shows. You see who's at the gun shows. Uh huh. 
It's definitely it's definitely not us. And guess what? You see how much you see the the, the investment that's made in everything uh-huh. that, you, that that's being purchased. And there's something to this that should catch us to say, "Holy shoot, we're the only ones without." Uh-huh. You know, so it's definitely a conversation that we need to have. Um, and we're you know we're getting ready to come up on the break, but we come out up on the break. Let's talk about the kind of firearms that um, you know people should be buying if you're a single mom or if you're a a you know a a single father or or if you're a you know a family of five. You know what what you should have, or if you're a single person, no no children. Let's let's talk about some of the firearms that maybe they should be looking at, and gen, you know some some general prices, um, and what's the best way to go about purchasing it? Because um, Mo said something that was so important. You have to know the the legal laws uh, and what what your state, because each state is totally different. And let's talk about CCWs uh, because I know this is a, a topic that's important to to you and and I, and it should be a topic of importance to everyone else. So. We're getting ready to come up on a break. You're listening to Tando Radio Show, brought to you by Black Talk Radio Network. If you'd like to get on the conversation with Big Mo and DQ um, about firearms and the importance of them and, and why our community should be skilled in self-defense, give us a call at 712-775-7035, and the petition code is 660079. Hey. Remember, the Panthers made great ways by, by using legal firearms. But what we're saying is have your firearms so they can be a surprise for anyone that tries to threaten you and your family. We'll be right back after this commercial break. You are tuned in to the Black Talk Radio Network. For live programming schedules, visit us on the web at blacktalkradionetwork.com. Okay, welcome back, everyone, to Tando Radio Show, brought to you by Black Talk Radio Network. And you'd like to get in on the conversation. Uh, myself, uh, DQ, and Mo would love to hear from you. And if you have any questions or comments, uh, they would definitely love to facilitate them. Give us a call at 712-775-7035, and the participant code is 660079. And one of the things I want to say before we get into the conversation with these good brothers again is that, you know, once black people started to arm themselves, then that's when the government decided to disarm the general public. You know, you look back at the Panthers. Once in California, everybody, you could walk around, you know, as long as a firearm wasn't loaded, you could walk around with a, a unloaded firearm anywhere, no problem. Once the Panthers went on, um, uh, uh, went on uh, Sacramento, Reagan said, oh, no, no more of that stuff. And then that's when they started instituting uh, uh, laws to, to disarm the public, and that's what's been continuous the whole time. And I'm going to tell you, let me tell the politicians this. Let me give you a key. If you ever want to disarm the general public, start telling the black community to, to arm themselves. The rest of Congress will follow lockstep in, in, in right behind you. Everybody will get in behind you because there's a fear of us being able to defend ourselves the way that people will violate ourselves. So it's time to have this conversation, and we're going to have it here on Black Talk, on uh, sorry, on Tando Radio Show. So, brothers, 
let's talk about what's practical for, you know, each one, you know, you mo, you could take a person um, and just talk about something that you think is practical. Like, let's say for, for, for ladies, a small frame lady um, that wants to, to buy a firearm, uh, what, what would your advice uh, be for for her? Well, this is what I would say, because um, I think when it comes to women, uh, I believe, I know there's this, there's this idea out there, I'm not saying it's coming from you or anything, but that, you know, women can only handle certain types of guns, mm-hmm. you know, which is uh, totally ludicrous, you right. know, if you ask me. But because um, there are plenty of women out there, petite women, who could who could handle a forty five better than a better than a man, you know? <laughs> right. So, you know, it really depends on the individual but, you know, most the the, the guns that I, I found to be most popular, and I have a few female friends who have them themselves. I won't mention any names, but I, I would say the most popular the ones with women would would be the would would be the thirty eight special and the three fifty seven magnum. Those mm-hmm. are the most popular revolvers. And what I mean by a revolver, a revolver is a cylinder where that carries like five or six rounds. So that that's that's a revolver. If you ever remember the movie with Clint Clint Eastwood, where he plays that tough guy and he he points the, he points. I think that was a four. Yeah, forty four. Forty four. Yeah. That's a revolver, you know. So if it, if you know, so so that's that's those are the two weapons that I found to be most popular, and 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 also in terms of semi-auto pistol, well, basically what that means is it's a uh, it's 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 what you would see police officers carry because the ammo slides into the grip of the gun, right? And, Magazine and, and, with the yeah, clip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. The clip. Thank you, brother DQ. And um, for 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 women, they 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 they, they like the they like the thirty eight uh, semi auto. They like the nine millimeter. They also like the forty. They also like the women. Also like the forty Smith and Wesson. Mm-hmm. And then the forty five ACP. So uh, which is the cartridge? Well, yeah, that yeah that's mm-hmm. so that's what that that's what they that's what I found that that they like because the trig. The trigger is easier to pull. I mean, there's some pros and cons. When, you know, when you when, for women using a revolver, a revolver or a semi-auto pistol, like with the revolver, you know, it could be, you know, because they they're, they're kind of bulky. You, you know what I'm saying? And they can be heavy. And uh, but of course, they got them all different shapes and sizes and things things of that nature. But you 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 know, after you after you complete your five or six rounds. You know, you got to reload it by hand. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it, it, it's going to take a little bit longer. Whereas, you know, with a semi-auto pistol, if you have several clips on hand, they already got the ammo. You know, uh, they already got the ammo in there. Once you complete, once you complete, once you've expended one of your ammo clips, you just pull one out and slide it in, and bang, 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 you get you get back to shooting. Uh-huh. Right. And let's no. let's keep in mind if you if you do you know rigorous training or shooting at a range you know a revolver is not that bad because then you have some accuracy and you won't need to use up an entire clip. 
trying to maybe shoot at a couple people if that is required right. for you to shoot at someone. You know, I'm not su- suggesting, you know. No, yeah, you, you, great point. And, you know, I wanted to, to touch on something that, that you guys were, were hitting on. Um, and Mo had uh, specific, specifically said this, is that um, what, what I found in in training you know, my years of extensive of training with with, with uh, people and teaching people how to shoot, women are the best shooters by far mm-hmm. because they follow instructions a whole lot better and they don't bring an ego behind a gun. Right. Behind mm-hmm. a trigger. And it's so much easier and they pick up on it a whole lot faster. And it's something that, and Mo is absolutely right. It depends on the individual person, what they prefer. Uh, and it's, you know, because I've seen some, some women handle 10 millimeter, and then I've seen some that, that you know, shot it and, and just like, you know, like, oh, my God, this, this is not for me. Just like guys, just mm-hmm. like guys, you know, and some 44s, is, you know, which is nothing more than a hand cannon. So um, it's, Mo and, and BQ are absolutely right. Um, that it's a matter of, of as Mo was saying, uh, personal preference. So, okay, D2, let's let's add you with with some of the the, the firearms that you think are appropriate um, to, to to look at, and how would they go about purchasing a firearm? What what's like some of the steps that you would suggest people would make in making their first purchase in uh, for for someone? Um, well, what I've noticed um, is uh, in in my is a lot of uh, women love the nine millimeter um, mm-hmm. semi Um, you know, whether it's compact or just a regular size. But um, what I like to do is I will research a lot of the gun stores uh, in my surrounding area um, that are, are gun stores that are not that far from where I am. And just visit every last one of them. Um, yeah. And definitely handle what it is that you're looking at while you're there in the store. Get a feel of it. You know, make sure that, um, you know, depending on your the size of the person, it's not top-heavy. You know, it, it's an even balance. Um, a lot of the guns that I like is, is of course, like Mo said, Smith & Wesson. Um, I I like the Taurus, uh, the Ruger, uh, you know, those are things that you don't want to go, and I know guns can be expensive, but you don't want to go cheap, because when you go cheap, then you get jams, mm-hmm. you know, um, but I like to go visit multiple gun stores, do some pricing, um, handle what it is that I'm looking at. Uh, and then and then make a uh, decision from there. Right, great great advice. Because you know what it is, pay for it like your life depends on it. That's a policy mm-hmm. that I have. You buy yep. quality, um, and you learn do a lot of research online before you even purchase it. Um, yep. and, and you know do research, research, talk to different people. You could go to our group, uh, uh, RDP, and and just talk to some of the. To, some of the people's sisters, because some of the sisters in there, <clears throat> CJ, some of the sisters in our group, you know, know a whole lot about uh, firearms, you know, and mm-hmm. so you want to do that, and then you want to, as as these brothers said, familiarize yourself, go visit the gun stores, uh, and, and 
start to develop your own personal preference. And then one of the most important things is actually now when you let's talk about some some safety issues. You know, one of the things that I always always mo in in uh, DQ is that I always tell people. Remember, if you can go somewhere that's where it's legally safe for you to do it, and each state may have a designated outdoor shooting range somewhere, right? Uh-huh. uh-huh. You want to go, for one, you want to go with someone that knows, is very familiar with firearms, has some firearm expertise and some firearm experience. Um, you want to practice, you want to make sure that you practice the best safety uh, methods. Go to train people and start with them. But if you're going to start shooting on your own, one of the things that I always say is never go to the shooting ranges because shooting right. ranges are very d- dangerous, and they're dangerous for this reason. Where would, as listeners, where would you go if you're first wanting to know about guns and how to shoot them? First place you're probably going to say is, oh, let me go to a shooting range. Uh-huh. And the inexperienced person is the most dangerous person with a gun in their hand. Absolutely. So I would always suggest stay away from uh, uh, gun ranges. But if you or, do go to a gun raid, go when there's no one else there. Find right. out, call them, find out when is their slowest time, that's where you go. And once you do go, what you want to do is that if there's other people there, you make sure that you put them either on your right, where there's no one on both sides of you. You want people only on one side of you because then that will minimize your overall threat to people that you don't know what their safety tactics are. So, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's just 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 some of the advice that uh, that I would give for safety. And so, you know, some some other things, you know, because we've already said you want to seek out and and DQ said go to the the different gun stores because you not only want to feel out the the, the weapon tree that's there, you want to feel out the people that work there. Mm-hmm. Are they really helpful? Uh, have they taken an right. interest in you? Because mm-hmm. find someone that will take an interest in you. So that they can, you know, and they're an expert so that they can help you with this overall purchase. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can I just preface some, brother? Without a doubt. Yeah, make sure they're interested in you getting a gun, <laughs> not you. <laughs> right, 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 right. Make sure that they're, they're, right, they're inter- interested in you getting a gun and not you. And, and yeah. they have some, some real expertise about things. Make sure exactly. that they have, you know, right. courses that they have there that you can take even before, uh, because in most a lot of states you have to be able to do that first. Some, every state is totally different. So, mm-hmm. so bro, um, so in in purchasing, and you, you, you uh, I'm okay, sorry, go no, go I'm ahead. Just say, you'll be able you'll be able to feel the knowledge base of someone when they get to talking. Trust me, mm-hmm. yeah, you will. Know if they know what they're talking about or not, so. Mm-hmm. Don't ever think that you have to go in there and have to know something specific before you go in there to know if someone knows what they're talking about. You'll be able to feel it. Mm-hmm. And, and and I just want to add, you know, all you know, just you know, always ask questions. Mm-hmm. You know, if if you don't understand what they're saying, ask them again and ask them to 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 clarify it so that way you can get a better understanding of it. You know, you want to make sure it's crystal clear to you. You know. And uh, I just want to add one thing, if you don't mind, if we go back to the handguns for women, because I know a lot of women also have a small caliber gun, like the 22, 25, 32, which is good, you know. Um, but, you know, even though those other guns that I mentioned are, are most popular, 
I would just say any gun is better than no gun. Uh-huh. So just just keep that in mind. Right. I I, to- I totally totally agree. I totally totally agree. And this is something you know. Then now let's talk about um, with firearms with with children at home. Let's f- talk about for parents uh, before we before we get out of here. This this is so important. Um, uh, D, DQ and, and Mo, you know, when, when there's when there's children present, even if there's not children in your home, um, if there's you know uh, family members that have children, they come to, to over to your house and, and, and everything else. There there are some some real practices that you have to have to have, uh, especially with young people in the house, because you not only do you need to get trained, your your young the young people in, of your home need to be trained. Mm-hmm. Definitely need to be trained, and they have to understand what this this tool is, and, mm-hmm. and what it does, and, and why you have it. Mm-hmm. Right, and the dangers of it, and the seriousness of this mm-hmm. tool. It's it, it's it's only meant to protect you. It's not meant for for anything else other than, uh, as as Mo said earlier, as a last resort. You know, in in meaningful protection. So. When we talk about young people in, in the house, is, what's some of the things that you, you would suggest um, that, to, to tell our listeners if, if they're thinking about purchasing a firearm? Well, I would say that the, the biggest thing that you have to do, the most important thing is you got to have that talk, communication. Yeah. There has, to be, there has to be continuous communication and there has to be agreement. Uh-huh. That's, you know, you, you have to sit down with your significant other, your wife or your husband, and have that discussion about, you know, bringing a, a, a gun into the household. Yeah. You know, and also, you know, the reason why you're bringing it, you know, and if you have children, you know, after you and you, and your, you, you, you have that talk with your spouse, then I think it's important that, I think it's very important to have that discussion um, with the kids, have a family discussion about it, you know, and then from there, you know, take the next step. If the two of you agree, hopefully, hopefully there'll be agreement between you and between both 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 spouses. Then you can begin to begin to educate your kids on 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 the safety of a gun, you know, um, the the proper uses of it, you know, uh, safety issues. You know, you know why you're bringing, you know why we're bringing a gun into the house, and and, and, and all these things because there's nothing worse than you don't want to be put in a position where you have a family of four, and you're the only one as the head of the household, a man, you're the only one that knows how to use the gun. Right. And you don't want to be in a situation. Let's say something happens to you, but yet your wife and your children don't know how to use the gun. Right, right. So, so true. Uh-huh. So, so true. So go, go ahead, brother DQ. One second, uh, uh, DQ. Um, please, okay. if you if you like to get in on the conversation, give us a call at seven one two seven seven five seventy thirty five, and the participant code is six six zero zero seven nine. Get in on the conversation. If you have any questions? Uh, because I know there are some questions out there. Definitely, uh, we we would love to hear from you, facilitate your questions, or to hear your comments. This is a very very important. Uh, conversation that we're having and we're going to continue to have it uh so but go ahead dq you wanted to say something i just wanted to say and to add to that you know 
Um, you get, I mean, every, let me say most, uh, if not all, firearms come with a, with a lock mechanism. You know, mm-hmm. it either has a key um, or it has a button on it that you, um, you know, that you can um, push or click or lift or lower. But you could also, let's just say a, a semi-automatic, for, for example, you could, um, you can keep the magazine separate from the firearm, near the firearm, just in case, you know, you have an intruder or anything like that. But um, you could always keep those two separate. Right. You def- definitely come up with, with some ways to, to, to locking it and everything else. And, and I would just chime in, as you said, uh, if you have a firearm in your house and you have uh, – there isn't – for all of my children, they all know how to shoot. That was that was the greatest safety lesson was to take them shooting themselves so that they can see under my supervision um, actually the capabilities of this firearm and how to properly handle it, how to properly uh, uh, secure it, and how, how it should be the, the proper regard and the reverence that you should have for this, uh, this tool because it's a tool of defense. And, and so I would just suggest that, you know, for, for anyone, if, if you're a, a single mom or if you're, you're the, the lady of the house and you prefer a firearm in the house, well, make sure that your children know as much as they possibly can know to protect themselves from the firearm that you have in your house. Uh, and, and I found that the best way to do that is to actually take them while you're learning how to shoot and you're learning the, the proper uh, safety uh, 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 practices that you should fi- find under expert supervision. They should be under expert supervision so that they can establish these habits now also and know exactly what it is that they're doing. This, I think this is so key because, you know, as your, your children get older or, or even, you know, something may happen. Listen, the thing is that problems never come at the most convenient times. They come at the most inappropriate, unconvenient times. And your child may have to defend themselves at home. They may have to. You may not want to think about it, but you go ahead and not think about it. And if it does happen, that reality is real, and now you can't ignore that reality any longer. And so this is another reason why I think you should definitely train, have your, your, your children trained with you under expert uh, supervision uh-huh. and guidance. Uh-huh. I agree. Yeah, Absolutely. De- definitely, definitely. So, this is this is a needed conversation that we need to have, um, and it's something that we're going to continue to have because we're going to start to bring. I think what we should do, uh, uh, gentlemen, is is highlight um, like firearms for home defense, firearms for hunting, uh, for the hunters that are there. I'm not a hunter, uh, you know. I, I, that's just not me. But that's a culture. Uh, within our, you know, community, or people that may want to look into doing that, but I right. think we, at, at some point, we should, we should, you know, really, as we expand this, talk about, you know, CCWs, how to get it, and, and what's, you know, required, and what you can expect, mm-hmm. and the overall, as, 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 um, one of the things that you weren't here yet, um, Mo, but you, pro- I mean, uh, DQ, but you probably heard, uh, Mo, said yep. tactics. He talked about tactics. 
Yep. And, yeah, so. and I know, DQ, you know about the, the tactics. There are tactics that go along with a, with a firearm. Just because you have a firearm doesn't mean that you won. Mm-hmm. It and does you know, not mean that you're safe at all. Right. And, you know, just to, just to, um, just to touch a little bit on the hunting situation, um, you know, that's, a, that's actually a good tool because um, you have a moving target, you know, with an animal. And that, and not only that, it teaches to teaches you to to li- live off the land a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. get familiar with the woods and things like that, just in case that you just have to case. be in that in that type of environment. Right. So, so true. And I'm gonna tell you, um, one of the, the the hints. I'm gonna give you a little hint, everyone. If you ever want to learn to become a good firearm shooter. First thing you should pick up is a bow and arrow. A yeah. bow and arrow will teach you how to shoot a firearm quickly. Quickly. It's, it's probably one of the best tools on learning how to become a accurate shooter because your whole body is involved in it, and then that's what you will do and translate into the overall firearms use. Uh, so this is just as one of the, the, the hints and the keys uh to developing good uh, firearm tactics because, God forbid, if you're ever in a shooting situation, as as Mo said and as DQ would, would also, it doesn't matter which firearm you have, how many bullets you have, uh, how well you shot a paper target before, but if you're not able to use great discipline an understanding of how to apply that in a real stressful situation when the adrenaline is flowing, it's a totally different beast. And the only way you get to that place is by constantly training and doing different forms because it's just like any other workout. You're going to have to prepare. Because if you ever pull a – listen, whenever someone – if you ever get in a confrontation with someone and a gun is is present, you're in a gunfight. You're not in a fist fight. You're in a gunfight. And, and that's the thing that you, you have and, you, and the key is that you want to win A gunfight You don't want to lose a gunfight So As we develop this, this is going to be so important Brothers, we're getting ready to come up on the end of the show um, And I would like to, to For you guys to leave any Parting words about firearms uh, And just whatever you would like to say uh, You know, take as much time Because we got about three Three minutes uh, three minutes before we get out of here So just uh, take like a minute and a half If you would like uh, Just your overall And just some of the things Because this is something I hope that you guys can come on um, Whenever you're available on Fridays Or, or whenever Because this is a conversation Because you can't just have this conversation And in, 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 you can't bring this knowledge in, in one you know, in one show This is something that has to continuously happen So brothers Mo we'll start with you what would you imparting? What would you just suggest and say to imparting to the Tando listeners? Well, I would say the biggest thing is to really keep an open mind about um, acquiring a legal firearm, and just you know, do some research for yourself. You know, um, if you know any other people who are legal firearm owners. You know, ask them questions. Go to the gun shop. You know, just, you know, like during the holiday season, Christmas season, people like to window window shop. Go to the gun, you know, go to the gun stores and dealers and 
just browse, just look, ask questions, you know, let them know you're not interested in buying, but, you know, you just want, you just want to just take a look, you know, and, 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 and see what, see what, see what type of guns that they, that they carry, you know, and, um, I mean, there's, there's, there's nothing to be afraid of. You, you, you know, we all have a right, a God-given right to protect ourselves, to protect our families, you know, and, 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 and that's the most important thing to us is for was for us to to protect our loved ones and for us to be protected uh, ourselves. Uh, you know, just really keep an open mind uh, uh, about you know gun you know uh, about getting uh, a, a gun and um, and that's that's pretty much all I gotta say. Hopefully, you know, pe- people got a lot of uh, people got a lot of good information from this discussion oh, yeah. tonight because I I definitely enjoyed it because I learned something new. You know, every time I listen to the program, I'm I'm always learn, learning something new, and you know, we 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 have to constantly be in in the phase of of learning something new, but also you know, taking that information and applying it. Right. You know, so that that's the key thing is taking that information and making it applicable to you. You know, so you know, I, that's what I'll just end and end with the with that. And, and thank you again, brother. It was an honor. Um, sharing this platform with you and Brother DQ. I'm glad the brother jumped on. Um, it's always good to have more than, more than one individual on the team with, uh, with, with, with a wealth of knowledge. So thanks to both of you, brothers. Thank you, Mo. Great information. Going to have you back. It's, it's, this is what we do. Uh, DQ, you got uh, one minute, bro. What, what, would, you, what would you say uh, in, in parting? Um, I would just say, um, like you know, Mo said, um, I'll just do some research on everything. Um, you know, get to a place where you're comfortable, uh, you know, first and foremost. Um, you know, there's a lot of uh there's a lot of myths out there with firearms going off by themselves. And, you know, I'm, I'm it's it's the carelessness of the person, you know. Don't right. be fearful of that. Don't let that deter you from protecting yourself. You know, do some research, you know. And we, that's what we tell everyone. Do your own research, you know, find out for yourself. Be safe. Always take the um, the training route, you know. Even if you feel like you have a little bit of knowledge, still take the training route. It, training route. it would not hurt you to, you know, to do so. Um, you know, that's all, that's all I think. Yep, so true. Great, great advice from both of you two brothers and definitely... Uh, this is a conversation that we have to continue, um, and I want to thank you guys so much for coming on. Um, just before we get out of here, I just would say, listen, everyone, find a gun show in your area and go and see what goes on there. And then Definitely. believe me, after you go, you're going to say, I better get myself a firearm and get prepared and get training on this. Go and go. Next time we have to cover the CCW. <laughs> yeah, 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 we got to cover the CCW. So I just want to thank you all, Mo. Thank you so much. Great information. Look to fo- looking forward to you coming back on um, on firearms and other things. DQ, same thing with you. Looking forward to you coming back on talking about firearms and other things because these are the conversations that we need to have. The guests are so important. I just want to thank you and from all of the Tando listeners for you taking the time out just to talk to us about this because it's not a conversation that we usually have, but it's one that we will have here at Tando Radio Show because we do Tando our community. So thank you, brothers. Uh, Stay safe, and God.
God willing, we'll see you again. Everyone, thank you for listening today. Remember, before you ask for a blessing, make sure to be a blessing. And we are out. Oh, one more thing. Precious Metals class is going to be Saturday. If you'd like to join in on the class, which uh, you definitely should take. I, you know, Mo is in the class. Would you agree, Mo? Yes, sir. <laughs> Get in on the class. Um, so that's it for, for this week. And looking forward to God willing, it's never goodbye. It's I'll see you later. We'll talk to you soon. God bless. All right. God bless. All right, brother. Come mm-hmm.